Dear Lord and Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this night once again, and thank you for giving us the opportunity where we can open your word together and see what you have to tell us in your word. So pray for this night, I pray according to your will. In your son's name we pray. Amen. So we've been going over the series about discipleship and what it means to be a follower of Jesus, right? Am I right? Because I know I'm, I'm different up here. I'm not Nick, so you have to guys have to remind me. Is that correct? All right, cool. That's great. All right, so... Like last week, we've been talking about denying ourselves and making sure that everything that we have is inside Jesus and Jesus alone so he can direct our paths and we can live for him. And so tonight, we're going to be talking about, as you can see on the screen, true discipleship. And that is, are you ready for true discipleship? All right? And so, what that means is, Jesus desires an all-encompassing discipleship. A true follower of Jesus will put him above every other person or thing in their life. Jesus must come before our family members, our comforts, everything we own, including our phones, right? Including our phones, and in every area of our lives, right? So, let me ask you guys a question. If it's the end of the year is coming up, exams are coming up, right? In school, exams are coming up soon. Yeah, at the best time of the year, because that you get to study hard and get an A every time, right? But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, but to that point of studying, when you, you know exams are coming, so you're gonna think about what's gonna be on the exam, right? So when, you, when your teacher says, okay, exams are next week, what do you, what's the first thing you wanna ask the teacher? What could be on the exam, exactly? Because then you wanna, what? Study what's gonna be on the exam, so what you can, yeah, an A or pass the test at least. I'm trying to, I'm trying to at least give somebody a hope inside here. All right? So at least pass the test. All right? So just like that preparation for a test and anything in life, really, even if you're going on vacation, there's a lot of preparation that you have to go through. But in anything in life, there's a lot of preparation you have to go in through, into before you actually make the decision or actually go through with the task. And it's no different from when you're being a disciple. Um, in the Word, God lays out everything we need to know in order to be a true follower of Jesus Christ. And so what we're going to be talking about is the instructions of what it takes to be a disciple, what the Bible says that is, all right? And so we're going to talk about, like I said, what it truly means a disciple, to be a disciple. And so that's going to take us to our scripture for this evening, which is Luke 14, 25 to 33, all right? Large crowds were traveling with Jesus, and turning to them, he said, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, his wife and children, his brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. And anyone who does not carry his cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Will he not first sit down and estimate the cost to see if he has enough money to complete it? For if he lays the foundation and is not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule him and say, this fellow began to build and was not able to finish. Or suppose a king is about to go to war against another king. Will he not first sit down and consider whether he is able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? If he is not able, he will send a delegation while the other is still a long way off and will ask for terms of peace. In the same way, any of you who does not give up everything he has cannot be my disciple. 
Wow, that's a lot to take in, isn't it? You can't be a disciple unless you give up everything you want. So I just want to tell you a little bit about what's happening in this verse. So before Jesus was talking about this verse, he had just finished. This was like a Sunday. This was a Saturday afternoon. Jesus had just finished healing a bunch of people. And so everybody was like, oh, this Jesus, he's a great healer. We need to follow him because we need to get a piece of this magic, right? So everybody's following Jesus and this huge crowd, like at the beginning of the verse says, this huge crowd is following Jesus because they think he's this great healer and this great person who they need to be with. And so Jesus turns around and says these three, basically these three things. He says, if you want to follow me, you need to hate your family and hate your life. You need to bear your own cross, which essentially means to die. And then you need to renounce everything you have. So think about that. After all that, Jesus just turned around and tell these people behind him that you need to do all this. So, of course, we know this is the Bible and Jesus doesn't want us to hate anybody and Jesus doesn't want us to hate our own lives either. So let's go into it and explain what these things mean, what the Bible is talking about. All right. So the first point is someone who hates their own family and life. All right. And so if you can see from the scripture, from the verse, it says, if you want to be my disciple, you must by comparison, and in emphasis, by comparison, hate everyone else. And so basically what that is just saying is that if you love me, your love for me should be so great that it should be like you hate somebody else or hate your family, hate your mother. All right? You should love me so much and want to serve me so much that you don't want anything to do with anybody else and even hate your own life. All right? And so that's all that is saying. And so our love for Jesus commands us to love others. We know that. Jesus tells us to love your neighbor as yourself. That's the second commandment, the second greatest commandment. And so we know that Jesus tells us to love others. So if we love Jesus first, that should then flow to the rest of our lives. Because guess what? How many of you have ever been mad at your parents? Thank you very much. And like, if you, when you're mad at your parents, can you, do you, when you're really, really like fuming mad at your parents, don't you just want to run up there and be like, I love you so much, and just like give them a big old hug, right? No, I don't even want to do that. All right, let's not, let's not front air. That's not true. So that's one thing we can keep us, help ourselves to remind ourselves of is that, gee, if we love Jesus, that love for our parents is going to come from G our love for Jesus. And so our feelings toward our parents is not going to affect the way we love them or how we, how we love them. It's our love for Jesus that is everything. And so hating your life is just like saying, denying yourself, like we talked about last week. You should love Christ so much and want his way over anything in your life that you should just not want to live any way without him. All right? And so that brings us to our second point. Someone who bears his own cross. Like I said, that basically means to die, all right? So what that bear your cross thing is talking about is, at this point, Jesus was still alive. He was still walking around. He wasn't crucified. And so back in that time, people knew what crucifixion was. It was a thing that they did to kill criminals, basically. And so what they had to do was pick up the cross that they were going to get crucified on and walk a long way and put it in the spot where they're going to get crucified and then they'd hang them on the cross and they'd have to die. And so basically what that means, when you carry a cross, that's saying a dead man walking. And so, but essentially, that's not exactly what God wants to do. God doesn't want us to kill ourselves. God doesn't want us to do anything to harm ourselves. He wants us to deny our own desires and our own passions so we can live for him. All right? So... What it means to die to self or deny yourself is to 
say instead of saying, I really want this brand new iPhone X because it is great and I want to do everything in my life. It can do everything for me and I know phones are the greatest thing ever and I'm going to be the most popular person in the world because I have the brand new iPhone X. But no, denying yourself means I'm not going to want the iPhone X because it'll make me popular, it'll make me great. I want whatever God wants for me. So if you do get the iPhone X, you would then say, hey, God, thank you for giving me this opportunity to have this iPhone X. I will now do my best to give you all the honor and the glory with this brand new iPhone X. All right? <laughs> Is that, everybody get that? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So it's as simple as that. It's not too, too complicated. It just means that no longer live to make ourselves happy, we live to make God happy. So everything that we do in our lives, no matter whether it's getting a new iPhone X or even playing a sport that we love to play for our school, it's about making God happy and giving him the honor and the glory and not ourselves. All right? And so we can go to our last point, which is someone who renounces all they have. So going back to the verse that we looked at, Luke 14, 28, and it says, don't begin until you count the cost. For who would begin the construction of a building without first calculating the cost if there, to see if there's enough money to finish it? Otherwise, you might, be, you might complete the foundation before running out of money and then everybody would laugh at you and say, hey, that's the fool who didn't get to finish the house because he didn't have enough money to afford it. All right? And so, yes, the Bible is saying, yes, people, you will really be foolish if you did not count the cost of things. That's basic life skills. Life skills 101, just in case they don't teach that in school. All right? It's important. <laughs> it's important that you understand what things cost before you actually go ahead and say, I'm going to get this or do this. All right? And so, basically... The reason why he says all of this, you have to give up all of your life and give up all your belongings and give everything you have, because Jesus realizes that this is not a small thing. For us to say, hey, I'm not going to do anything that I want anymore. I'm going to just forget everything that I want and do everything that God wants me to do. I don't know about y'all, but for me even now, that's really hard to do. To say that, hey, I want to go just drop out of school and run around the world because I want to experience the whole world and forget about my friends and family and not care about any, just care anybody and just do, look out for me and only me. It's really, it's really hard to give away your own wants and desires. So God, Jesus is really telling us to surrender our entire lives. And so he's just making sure we understand what that means. That means everything. That's just like giving up everything that you own. And so that means you have to take it seriously and think about what God is asking you to do, what Jesus is asking you to do. It's a huge task and it's a huge responsibility, but it is possible, of course, with Jesus' help. All right? And so, what does this all mean? What, is this, what does it even matter? What is it even worth giving up everything that you desire, everything that you want just to follow him? Is it worth it? Do you think it's worth it? Yeah? No, do you think it's worth it? Yeah? No, I want you to be honest. Do you think it's worth it? Being at a, it's okay to say you don't know because like I was saying before, it's a huge decision. It's a huge decision. And like I said, it's, it's something that we have to do with Jesus' help. And so, Knowing that Jesus is going to be our protector and our provider, and he's going to take care of us no matter what, being a disciple, being a true follower means that 
We trusted Jesus for salvation. We've already done that. We already said, Jesus, we have sinned. We know we can't do anything without you. I want you to become Lord of my life. I want you to take control. I want you to live through me. And I want you to make me, I want me to be your light to the rest of the world. When you become a Christian, you're, doing, you're saying that through faith. But to be a disciple, a true disciple is what Jesus is saying, is that you have to give all of yourself up to truly follow him. And so we have the security of Jesus having our savior and Jesus, we have the security from death, we have the security from hell, and we have the security that he's gonna continue to bless us throughout our entire lives. And even when things aren't going so great, he's gonna give us peace and give us the strength to get through it. And so all of that comes with being a believer and being a follower. And so, although it may be really hard, and like you said, you don't know if you could do it, it's a matter of thinking seriously about it and praying and asking God to give you the strength because it is a huge task and we can't do it without Jesus himself, all right? And just like in, in the end of the verse, it says, so you cannot become my disciple without giving up everything you want. You simply cannot be, become a disciple. God's gift of salvation is free, just like I said, but being a disciple comes at a cost. It's either you're a disciple or you're not. And that's a very tough decision we often make. But like I said, we have the security of life, we have the security of hope that we're gonna see him one day and be perfected in all of his glory. And so that's just the things we have to consider in becoming a true disciple or not. So that's it for this evening. And all those papers you have in your hands, if you wanna look at those, just browse over those. In small group, you just wanna talk with your small group leaders and just go over that paper and see what in your life is hindering you from giving your head. No pen, that is correct. I will get those pens to your various groups when that time comes, all right? <laughs> so yeah, so just look over that sheet and we'll just talk about in your small group, what exactly is holding you back from giving all you have to Jesus, giving all your desires, your, your, your hopes, even your dreams to Jesus so you can truly follow him and be a disciple. And you could even talk about with your leaders, how, what does it mean to be a disciple? Why should I be a true disciple? Why can't I just be a Christian? Why can't I, I'm, I'm saved, why can't I just be a Christian and be, leave it like that? And so feel free to talk about, that, about your small group leaders as well. So that's it, and we're gonna close in prayer, and then we're gonna to go to our small groups, all right? Dear Lord and Heavenly Father, I uh, thank you for this night. Thank you for this evening. I pray that you just um, be with us once again as we go into our small groups and really just talk about what it means to follow you. And I pray that you would uh, be in the hearts and minds of everyone here tonight to really think about the cost it takes and consider it as they seek to please you and they seek to honor you in everything that they do. So I pray that you just give us a good rest of the night. In your son's name we pray. Amen.